Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast, your one-stop shop for all Boink and Science news from the past week. I'm your host, Jay Ringo, joined as always by the dancing donkey from Down Under. I'm getting better at it, but I'm still not there. It's Delta. We don't have donkeys here. They're not native. <laughs> Do you still have them there? Did someone import donkeys at some point? Probably, but the better ones we have here are camels. There's lots and lots of camels here. Huh, the more you know. Today we are going to be talking about, talking about some virus, some virus stuff. Talking about a bunch of Boink projects that are working on uh, solving this whole COVID situation, both directly and indirectly. Uh, some that are working on it already, some that are going to be working on it in the near future. So definitely stick around for that. Uh, and uh, but first, you know, big question, big question of the day: Delta, how's your tea? Oh, Jay Ringo. Are you ready to come on a journey? Oh, man. Hold on. Let me recline here. All right. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) We are going to the Jade Mountain, right? This green tea is packed with Genmai Cha, which is roasted rice, green tea, and popped rice. It has brittle pieces of sugared hazelnut, cocoa husks, sweet blackberry leaves, chicory root, almonds, carob, and natural... Not only natural, but also artificial flavoring as well. And in really big caps at the bottom, it says contains tree nuts. <laughs> it, is, it has a very interesting flavor. It tastes, it, it smells and tastes, it smells and tastes like quite nutty sort of thing. But well, it, it is green tea. Nice. It's an interesting flavor. I don't know if I like it or not so far, but it's a journey. Uh, it was, it's, uh, this sounds like a tea from the back of your cupboard. Is that a correct assumption? You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, my legs are tired, so let's take a quick five to ten minute break, <laughs> recover from that journey. I wonder if the tree nuts also come from Jade Mountain, because I feel like the jade comes from Jade Mountain. Did, was there a jade in it? Uh, there was no jade in there. <laughs> what was Jade Mountain all about then? What's going I don't know, on? It could be, I don't know if someone here is an expert on what chicory is. That might be jade. <laughs> Sounds like something I say in a song, or a, a bird, chickadee. Honestly, the ingredient side of it could be a poem. Agreed. Whew. All right. Unreclined. Back from that journey. That sounds absolutely delightful. I don't. I just have water. I'm very boring today. Um, <laughs> no I know coffee. you don't care. You never ask about what I'm drinking. Jeez. Nah, because so, I only have the best tea. Uh, well, what if I put like a, a basil leaf in my water? So well, that's exciting. I'm excited yeah, too. If you do Come that, on. then I'll be. <laughs> that's that's pretty spectacular. <laughs> Report on that. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well. Uh oh! You know what I forgot to say? I forgot to tell the good people that this is a one of those their fancy participatory podcasts. Uh, it's basically like a giant Zoom meeting, but we were before doing it before there was a pandemic, <laughs> so anyone could come and join in the conversation on the Boink Network Discord server. You're welcome to join through a voice chat if you got a mic, or you can join through the text chat. Uh, and if you say something in the text chat relevant to what we're talking about in the recording, we'll bring what you say into the recording. It's really fun. So do come say hi every Friday at 4 p.m. EST on the Boink Network Discord server. Um, yeah, and every other week, Delta also does his uh, project brief recordings. And I have to apologize to you, Delta. I haven't actually had the time to edit last week's project brief yet, so it's not uploaded yet. It should be uploaded very soon. Um, but yeah, if you come in when we're recording those, you get to ask Delta questions about specific point projects. Yep. Which we're doing Rosetta at home next week. Uh, I'm going to be so done with uh, biology projects and talking about COVID soon. Yeah, like, we, we gotta we gotta cleanse our brain somehow. Yeah, like oof. Do you wanna go back to math projects? <laughs> oh please, please give me some conjectures. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we gotta get through this week at least. Uh, we're done with the SETI at home. Spiel, spiel, spiel. Hmm. 
It's a good question. Leave a comment in the description below <laughs> if you know if it's Spiel. We still or love Seti, don't worry. And uh, let's get this show on the road, huh? All right, so today we are talking COVID-19. It's not the 19th COVID virus. It is. It came in the year 2019. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about some projects that are working on uh, directly attacking the COVID-19 virus that you can work on and help contribute to this this cause. Uh, what, are those, what are the direct ones here we got? We got Rosetta at Home uh, and TAC, the Texas... I'm going to double check what the actual it. I, I swear, I keep getting their acronym wrong. I always keep yeah. saying T-A-A-C instead of T-A-C. <laughs> but yeah, um, with all these uh, new people coming onto Boink, I think I've seen on Boink stats, we had around 60,000 new users come onto Boink projects. And a lot of them are actually searching for these COVID projects. So um, we're going to go through exactly what you can crunch and uh, what projects are out there getting ready to set up crunching for COVID-19. The Texas Advanced Computing Center. There you go. It has a big bull on one of its um, server racks, doesn't it? I love that. Oh, it's awesome. Texas. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Howdy. (laughs) Oh, wow. Perfect. Nailed it. Dead on. No, I'm only used to good day, mate. <laughs> I don't know if anyone actually says howdy. I've never been to Texas. Someone from Texas, get get on in here. Getting up into this server. I'm I apologize so much. He's Australian. He has an excuse. I don't have an excuse. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there are other projects that we're going to talk about. We're going to start with these two because these are our two currently running uh, COVID work that are directly related to attacking this virus. Delta, how is it done? So they are running molecular dynamic simulations. So what that means in simple terms is they get what the virus looks like as a protein, or rather the spike of the virus, which is actually what binds onto the human body and the human cells, and they simulate it. And then they get a drug that we already have, and they put it in the simulation. So it might become a little molecule, it might become a little protein. And then what they do is they simulate using as much real-world physics as we can to see how that drug might connect to that protein of the virus. And so this is exactly what your computers will be doing with most of these projects. Some of them will be, as I just said, finding existing drugs to try and cure the coronavirus, because that's obviously a lot more cheaper and a lot more easier to mass manufacture for a vaccine. But some projects might actually be trying to find their own protein or their own new drug to treat the coronavirus. And an example, a non-computational example of something it's currently doing is Foldit, fold.it. It's a little interactive um, science game. But there are some um, other Boink projects that are coming out soon that might be putting out coronavirus work, uh, which might be finding new types of drugs to treat the coronavirus. Absolutely. We'll have two links in the description below, one from each of these projects talking about the science they're doing. So uh, Tax says that they are doing dynamic simulations, molecular dynamic simulations called NAMD or Gromax. Do you know what those are, by any chance? Uh, no, those are. <laughs> that's usually how they name the um, scientific programs. Uh, I'm not familiar with those sorts of software. I'm just here to explain exactly sort of how it works and the general gist of how it goes. But there's lots and lots and lots of different methods to achieve the exact same thing that I was talking about. And that's just a, no pressure, a funny no name they give to programs. Like you know how they 
in physics we call them quarks and and top and bottom quarks and uh, all sorts of crazy names. It's just science names. <laughs> all right. Well, so it's software. Those that's software probably the the application you're running. Yeah, most likely. Okay. So speaking of software, Rosetta put out a, a tweet the other day reminding everyone that the software they're running. It's pretty complicated, the software that we're running when we crunch these work units. And they actually have a little baby project called Ralph at Home, which I love. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is used to test the software, test the application before they put it out. Uh, that's very, very important. We talked, I think, a little bit last week about how, well, geez, Rosetta's been around for uh, 20 years. And not to pick on Rosetta, a lot of these programs, a lot of these projects have been around for a very long time. What the heck they've been doing all this time, eh? Well, they're getting the applications to work well. Uh, and they're still getting the applications to work well. This is very, very complicated stuff that they're working on all these projects. Uh, so when you have an application that's run on a lot of different machines uh, with a lot of different hardware, doing a lot of simulations and trying to figure out different stuff, and you want to make it sort of malleable so you can get it to work on different problems at different points in time, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. So if you do want to help out with their uh, beta testing of new software, jump on their project, Ralph at Home. Uh, I'm not going to give any of the information because it is a beta stuff. So if you want to figure out how to do it, come on into the Discord, uh, figure out how to do it on your own. Um, sorry. <laughs> we'll get someone else to help you. Someone else here might have done it. But beta testing software is just as important as running the actual software. Uh, it just depends exactly how you want to help out. There's a lot of people helping out with the COVID work units. And there's also a lot of people helping out with the beta testing. And uh, we need people in either domain. Right. But you're going to have to, to get on that program. I don't think or get on that project, I don't think it's one of the defaults in the Boink Manager when you install the Boink Manager following one of my tutorials, but there, you just need to type in, you need to follow a couple different steps that you'll learn once you learn a little more about Boink. But uh, so there's a little incentive to get involved a little more. So that's Rosetta, right? And then uh, who was the other one again? Ta no, that was TAC. Yeah, we got TN Grid that's uh, doing ACE2 gene dockings. Well, before we get to them, there are two other projects that are going to be working directly with COVID. Uh, is it two? Is it one? It's one. Yeah, I think it, I think it's two that are coming soon. It's uh, GPU Grid and World Community Grid. They've they're planning on it, or well, I know we know that World Community Grid is planning on it. GPU Grid. There's a rumor that we're getting COVID work units. Well, hold on. GPU Grid is working on ACE. They're not going to be doing direct COVID work units. I'm pretty sure. At least that, not from anything I've read. World Community Grid though has. Uh, announced that they are jump-starting a new project called what? It's like Pandemic something? Uh, open Pandemics, it was. Questionable naming, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Open Pandemics. So they're trying to build a project uh, that can help fight this COVID virus, but also future pandemics. So they want to build the infrastructure and those really complex applications that will help uh, probably develop some basic understanding of virology, viruses, how they work. Because uh, as we've been saying for many, many weeks, we really don't know that much about viruses. It's great y'all are here for COVID, but please stick around once this passes so we can learn more about viruses on a base level and bacterium. And so we can combat them very quickly when a problem comes up. Because if you know a lot about how a car works, when your car breaks down, it's really easy to fix it. If you have to learn how a car works every time your car breaks down, well, you're probably going to not make it very long. Uh, so uh, yeah, this uh, World Community Gear project is going to look into viro virology and other ways to help uh, pan or help 
solve the pandemic problem in the future. Uh, and a little bit about World Community Grid really quick. They are uh, IBM's, uh, what do they call it? Corporate Responsibility Projects. And they are what we call an umbrella project. So in World Community Grid, you can fight Zika, you can fight AIDS, you can fight cancer, you can fight you climate change. You can fight change. rain. <laughs> you can fight rain, <laughs> Africa rainfall. Africa rainfall, yeah. Uh, they have some other modeling projects. What they do is they go out and they find scientists who are researchers who have data, and then they help them set up a blank project within World Community Grid. Uh, it's really cool what they do. So uh, show them some love and keep an eye out for this open pandemic that's coming. It's going to sweep the internet. <laughs> no? <laughs> God damn it. I was going to say, um, just building off of that, uh, with the open pandemics, it might not necessarily be just crunching work units to find docking uh, docking procedures or, um, or new drugs that can be used to fight the coronavirus. It might also be used for modeling simulations. It might also be used for planning simulations. It might be used for logistics, all sorts of different crazy things that they might want to figure out during a pandemic. Yep. And this is coming in partnership with World Community Grid and Scripps Research, which is, which is a nonprofit based out of California uh, that does a bunch of biomedical research. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for this new project. Now, Delta, tell us about TN Grid. All right. Uh, TN Grid uh, is a smaller project. It's not uh, very well known, but uh, they have been doing protein docking simulations. Now, this isn't necessarily... Uh, this isn't necessarily finding new drugs. It's, uh, sorry, yes, yeah, not finding new drugs, but it's finding existing drugs. And so basically what I was explaining earlier is essentially a docking simulation. You have one thing that wants to connect to another, which is a drug that wants to connect to the coronavirus spike, as we call it. And so TN Grid uh, has been working on a bunch of different proteins, but one of the ones that they've been working on there and they're continuing to work on is the ACE2 gene protein. And uh, it's been shown to have promising sort of effects uh, when it tries to dock to the coronavirus protein. And uh, so TN Grid has work that is um, indirectly uh, affecting the um, the coronavirus research. So ACE, the ACE2 gene might have some promising effects. Cool. Uh, the, the ACE gene, uh, I don't know too much about it. I am looking forward to learning more. I think we're going to need a scientist to explain that one. But yeah, all we know I'll is it's a protein that might dock. I'll read some things, you know, look them up with the brain power and whatnot. Hey, you want to fight about it? I don't know why I don't fight about everything today, but <laughs> it must be because I don't have tea. But uh, the, there yeah, was that's a, why. That's <laughs> there why. Was yeah. a paper that just came out, actually, uh, talking about um, smokers and COVID. But it was, it was actually talking about smokers and the ACE gene. So uh, apparently when you smoke, uh, something happens to the ACE gene that makes you more susceptible to COVID. So there you go. Don't smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And the other one we wanted to talk about was a GPU grid, which we think is also doing ACE work, but we're not sure. They're not very clear on the projects they're working on or what they're doing. But we have dug through forums and reading in between the lines, it seems like they're doing ACE work. <laughs> is this right? Yeah. And um, one of their work units, I think, is called ACEMD, which is called ACE Molecular, Molecular Dynamics, which is um, exactly what I was saying before, sort of what TN Grid does. Docking simulations, measuring the physics, simulating the physics. But the project administrator, 
that runs GPU Grid has said that if there is any coronavirus work or any indirect work that they know might be helping the coronavirus, then they'll definitely keep the users posted because we're all interested in whether we're actually crunching the coronavirus. And it's great because this is a GPU project. We've only talked about CPU projects mostly from here on. From here on. So for those of you with GPUs out there, you've got some good work coming on the way. We think. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. Because <laughs> um, the ASMD sounds like they're working on an ACE gene, which is uh, indirectly working on uh, COVID docking. But they didn't. S- so we're still getting ASMD work units, but the administrator hasn't said those do not work on COVID indirectly. But they've also and they've said if something comes out that works on COVID indirectly, we'll let you know. But we're still getting ASMD. So that kind of implies that ASMD isn't working on COVID, but they haven't said they're not working on COVID. And ACE. Imp- Applies by itself that is working on COVID. It's very, very confusing. I would hope there would be some clarity coming out of that project. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> da, da, da. They're actually working on COVID, but they don't want to tell us. <laughs> oh my god, they've solved it. They have solved it. The cure to COVID is to crunch GPU grid. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer: That is not a cure to COVID. There is no cure to COVID yet. Don't. There is only maybe treatment. <laughs> right. And it's interesting. A lot of the treatments that we have uh, found so far are what you were describing earlier. They're drugs that we use for other things, molecular compounds or what have you, like drugs for malaria uh, or drugs for HIV that also seem to work, seem to have some sort of effect uh, when it comes to fighting COVID-19. So that's what a lot of these projects do. There's massive databases of uh, drugs essentially out there. And you know we only know that drug A works against um, infection B. So we're like, oh shoot, well maybe drug A works with infection C too. We don't know. So, and, and we don't want to just start giving everyone this drug so we can run a simulation on it. Uh, and thousands of simulations on it and see what happens. And that will give us sort of a better idea on what to expect and, you know, to get and a little... whether it's actually worthwhile. Exactly. Worthwhile to go explore the, the, the possibility in the real world. And to, to get a little dreamy here, in the future, you know, we might have simulations of body parts on computer chips. Now, they're not doing exactly what a body part would do, but they're very, very, very accurate. And you're accurate enough where you can take a, a drug in a computer form and give it to a body part in computer form and see what's going to happen. And that will guide us so well in terms of which direction we want to go in research that uh, we'll be able to hopefully develop drugs, discover, develop, uh, approve, test, approve, and release drugs so much faster than we do right now. So there's right now it takes years, years and years and years to get a drug out of the market. And they're pushing COVID drugs, COVID vaccines through very, very quickly. And they still saying 12 to 18 months for a vaccine. So like if we were able to simulate on a much uh, more in-depth level, which I have very little doubt, barring some global catastrophe that wipes out the internet and technology, <laughs> like, like <No>. if we're, <laughs> then we'll be able to do it within our lifetimes, I think. And medicine will advance very rapidly and I'm very much looking forward to it. The uh, So I was just going to add to that, um, basically exactly in a more general and abstract sense of what you will be doing with your computer if you crunch these point projects is mostly going through billions upon billions of possible drugs or possible proteins that we can use. And we're moving from billions of proteins to only a couple hundred proteins that we can maybe test. And then moving from those couple hundred proteins, doing more accurate simulations, and then probably moving to about 20 different proteins or 20 different drugs. And then the scientists will take those 20 drugs to the laboratory and test 20 instead of testing 2 billion. 
Yep. Is that every is that every project that is working on COVID or will be soon? Rosetta? Chances are there's more. <laughs> there's so many projects in point. I can't keep track of all of them. No, they're working on COVID. Gold oh, still. You never know. There might be one that's not really well known. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say those are the projects to sign up for if you want to work on COVID for now. As more come out, we will update you. So those, just a quick rundown. Rosetta at Home, World Community Grid. That one will be released, but it's not yet. Uh, TAC, T-A-C-C, TN Grid, and GPU Grid. Those are the biomedical projects currently or very shortly to be working on COVID-19 work units. So this is a really cool aspect of Boink. uh, And a lot of people listening to this might be familiar with the problem when a project runs out of work units. So you're seeing this with Rosetta at home. You're seeing this with Folding at Home, which is another great distributed computing platform that's doing wonderful work uh, fighting COVID and finding cures to other diseases. Uh, but they run out of work units because people have to make these work units and put them in the in the software. Uh, so with Boink, you can have a list. You can sign up for all of these projects, every single one, and then you can prioritize them. And I'll be making a tutorial on this hopefully this weekend, assuming I have some time. And uh, so you'll be like, hey, I want to always crunch Rosetta if they have work units. And if they don't have work units, I'm going to crunch these other projects. You can sort of do that. It's not the smoothest UX, but I'm going to show you a little workaround that will hopefully get you to where you want to be with your uh, projects and your prioritization of these projects. So go ahead and sign up for all five. And then once the tutorial is out, watch the tutorial to see how to prioritize them in whatever way you want. Or don't prioritize them and just crunch them all at the same time. It's awesome. Uh, just to build off of that, um, with, uh, for example, as you're saying, Rosetta at home running out of work units. Yeah, they pretty much, uh, they, they have, but uh, they still keep having a very small trickle of work units coming in every now and then. Like currently, I'm just looking at it. They have around, uh, what's this, 15,000 work units ready to send. So they still have work units ready. But there is a whopping 1.2 million work units that are currently being worked on with Rosetta at home. That's the most that I've ever personally seen in my life. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's most that anyone has ever seen Rosetta at home crunching tasks and prog- progress um, uh, in their life as well. So if, if you're coming on, there's there's plenty of work units, as Jay Ringo said, around all different projects. Uh, Rosetta is still pumping out projects and they will continue to pump out projects so long as the virus is still here. Amen. Now, before we move on to our discussion part here, um, I've got this feeling deep inside. Starts with L and ends with Y. We are not making that song. <laughs> I made that as a joke. <laughs> Do not make a song out of that. <laughs> I'm, I meant to make a full stanza, but... Right, um, no, I'm putting copyright on it now. <laughs> it's too late. Too late. <laughs> so, what are they it. talking about, everyone's asking? Well, this show is brought to you by this group, library.science. That's L-B-R-Y dot science. It's a great community that seeks to advance science communication and create some scientific content and spread scientific education and uh, some other things. I don't have the blurb in front of me, so I'm not reading it. But it's a wonderful group that's supported by the library community, which is a decentralized content hosting platform and protocol. So you could do a lot more magic with the protocol than just host content. You can check them out at library.tv or library.org. That's lbry.tv or lbry.org or also library.com, lbry.com. Check them out. Part of Web 3.0. Very fun. Uh, Interesting stuff going on on that end. Now that that's out of the way, Delta, what were we going to talk about? Tea. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, no. We're like, we're almost done with the show. We can't go all the way back to T at this point. Oh, right, right. Okay. So uh, we we're going to uh, talk about exactly how we can fight viruses in general. So uh, mo- mainly we've mostly been talking about uh, how we can find proteins or drugs that can dock onto the coronavirus protein and um, cause that uh, and basically disable that spike so that it can't connect to the human tissue. Uh, but there are other ways that we can actually cure viruses. And there are, ma- there are mainly two other ways. So as you A know, microwave. with the flu vaccine, oh, yep, yep, that'll work too. I was just about to get to that. Really? Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, well, it sort of relates to it. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. And I'll explain why microwaves can sort of kill it. Um, Okay, so the first one, which is how we know the common flu uh, and influenza, is we find, uh, we, we grab the virus itself, we deactivate it, and then we send it into our immune system to train our immune system to fight it. So essentially, you're giving the immunity to someone else. Um, and another way that this can also be done is if you've maybe heard of blood plasma transfusions, where people who have gotten the virus and survived the virus have their plasma taken out and put into someone who is trying to fight the virus. Usually that helps build immunity as well. And basically that's putting all the work on your immune system to try and kill off the virus, which it is pretty good at doing. But sometimes obviously it it breaks down. Um, but the other way to do it is to actually just completely destroy the virus package or the viroid itself. And so exactly as you said, Jeringo, one of the ways is using microwaves because just like popcorn... The virus has a little bit of water in it. It's, it's a biological cell. It's bound to have water in it. And the great thing about microwaves is they heat up water. So basically, <laughs> don't take my word for this. And don't put your hand or your head into a microwave if you have coronavirus. Because <laughs> what will happen is the water will shake. And shaking of the water molecules is essentially heat. Right, so it generates heat. The reason why popcorn pops is because there's a very small droplet of water inside the kernel. Nope, and nope, when it turns into steam... The reason popcorn pops, pops is there's a little oh. man inside and he gets really excited when he turns on the microwave and he just jumps for joy. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe the water molecules in his body explode, causing him to explode, ah! causing the popcorn to explode. Oh, no, you killed the little okay. popcorn man. No, but that's 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 the danger of microwaves, and that's why we have oh, special okay. shielding on microwaves because the heat that's produced by the vibration of water is very damaging to biological tissues. Um, and essentially, you can turn basically viruses would probably be like miniature popcorns in a microwave. So um, I'll I'll have to do some research, but don't take my word on it because I don't know if because uh, the way you'd figure this out is if the vi- virus itself is the same wavelength as the microwave. I could be wrong. Um, I, I don't know off by heart the wavelength of the microwave versus the wavelength of the virus, because if the virus is smaller than the microwave, then uh, it might not even have any effect. Uh, so don't take my word on this, but essentially it's that sort of principle. But uh, that's the principle I'm working off of, because you put me on the wrong path, Jeringo. I was going to say, <laughs> think about hand sanitizer, think about alcohol, think about um, the spray that they use to actually disinfect most of the areas. You see people walking around with like big smoke generators or something like that. It's not actually smoke. It's water vapor. But inside that water vapor has got something called ozone. Um, and you might think about ozone as the stuff that blocks the sun and stops it from heating the earth and whatnot or as a greenhouse gas of some, some sort. But it is actually very good at 
killing viruses. And the way that it and also hand sanitizer and all that stuff kills the viruses is they make the area that the virus lives so acidic and so um, and so just difficult for biological stuff to live in that its shell, its membrane just breaks apart and it opens up the virus and no longer makes it a threat to the to the human body. Now that doing that in some sort of vaccine or something like that is extremely difficult because usually if you're causing the virus to rupture, usually you'll cause other human cells to rupture as well. And that's what you don't want. And that's why we we don't really focus on um, on fighting viruses that way through a vaccine because it's just straight up dangerous unless we have maybe some sort of nanobots or something yeah. that can flow through our bloodstream and attach to the virus and, and beat into it Think and kill about it. it though. If you had That'd little be cool. nanites, you could program them to find a spike. Once they find that spike, they go into that cell and destroy it. So as long as the your cells, your good cells, don't have that spike on it, which they won't, then you're fine. And these nanites just go into that, that cell with the spike the program in mind. Oh, I, cool. I've, I can make that even better, Jaringo. Not just they go into the spike and destroy the virus, they eat the virus, and then they reproduce. How about that? And so you only need one, and they eat it. Rep- How would you reproduce? I'm curious now. This sounds complicated, but... <laughs> hey, we, we got people working on nanotechnology. Let them handle it. Yeah. You know, we, we, we get a yeah. virus to defeat the virus. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Huh, um, that's really cool. But yeah. Um, so, the question, reason. Um, oh yeah. Go, go on for the question. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Don't sound too excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna be a little bit more specific. But go on. Uh, well, maybe this question will lead into it. So the is this um tox- toxicity, this acidic environment in which we make the virus live, which basically skins the cell alive. Uh, is this similar to how soap works? Because my understanding of soap is that it is a specific molecule that acts in a specific way. One way attracts water and the other attracts oil. And when it touches the virus, and I might be wrong here, the because the outside of the virus is made of oil, it basically sucks the outside of the virus off and has the same effect. Do you know if it's the same as these uh, hand sanitizers, same thing? I would not say that that's the case, um, but hand washing is a very good procedure. The reason why it's effective against the virus is because the virus might lie within water, as they say it's transferred by droplets, uh, and it might lie in oil, which is on your skin. So if you can get rid of that oil or you can get rid of that water, the virus just basically just goes down the drain instead of remaining on your hands. That, that's As far as I know, that's how it works, but uh, I'm not too familiar uh, i'm not too sure if it actually destroys the virus but i can i can very confidently say that if the virus is within a water molecule or oil molecule on your hand and you wash it with soap chances are you're going to get rid of most of it awesome okay thank you carry on sir Uh, I was also going to give a bit more information about the spray that they use because we've all, we've all seen it on the news, like uh, out in Wuhan, you saw all the people on the streets spraying all that smoke-looking stuff. Um, you got I even tell you pla- what they're doing, huh. but I think they're doing before you tell me more information. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, go. You, right. you, you tell so, me what are they doing. <laughs> once once this virus passes, everyone is going to want to go outside and have a party. So they're just prepping the world for a giant global rave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't want anyone to get reinfected. And essentially, <laughs> okay. that's pretty much almost what they're doing. Yeah, they're going around and disinfecting common places that people that people go to. And uh, they, they have to do this essentially just for public safety, and it's good practice too. But you're probably thinking, well, hold on, what, what are they spraying? Is it dangerous? Is it going to kill wildlife? Is it going to get into the waterways and infect 
a anything? And the the answer is no, it doesn't, because essentially all this is it's a, is it's a form of water vapor that contains ozone, and ozone is basically just three oxygen molecules connected to each other. Um, so it's basically just made up of water, and um, ozone is a great disinfectant. And uh, I think I saw on the news here in Australia they're trying out drones that go around and just spray this stuff everywhere. <laughs> and they said on the news, okay, so if you're on the beach and you're sunbathing and you get this drone that flies over and you get covered in this stuff, it's not going to hurt you at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's what they're going to do to people who like break curfew or whatever. Just, hey, That's get back probably... inside. We're going to spray you down. <laughs> and also, for those of you listening in Australia, I think sunbathing at the beach is technically illegal at the moment so don't do it and i'm not advocating for you to go out and break the law by breaking any sort of lockdown laws but uh, essentially that's what they said on the news <laughs> that's what i heard on the news that sounds very interesting well thank you for that because i always i mean i thought they were just seriously putting fog everywhere because giant fog machine you can't have a rave <laughs> without fog machines so <laughs> well you gotta disinfect before you have the rave and the, the fog machines oh, can't have that oh, ozone in there so hey you just double after whammy. The rave. <laughs> Uh. yep so i'm glad there's an actual purpose to all that misting uh and and not just good times we're demystifying it <laughs> i'm so sorry Whoa. <laughs> i had I'm to do applauding. that for you Jeremy. you you completely missed out on it what what did i miss out on missed out <laughs> demystifying on. the situation i did not miss i didn't missed out on anything oh my god <laughs> Come on, come on, Alpy, I see you're typing. It better be a missed pun. <laughs> I oh, missed man. this Boink Radio because of the puns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm getting all misty-eyed. Hey, we don't misty blame you if you disconnect chin. now. We, we don't blame you if you stop listening now. <laughs> we're, we're almost done. I think we should probably disconnect now. I think there was one more thing yeah, uh, there we want to talk more. about with regards to getting to the word up Boink out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how did you, we, we talked last week about how everyone... Everyone, anyone, whoever you are, doesn't matter. If you have a brother, sister, mom, dad, cousin, friend, group of friends, a uh, company you work for, uh, a little baby that doesn't even know what you're saying, <laughs> they, they, you could use this with them too. How can you contribute uh, in to Boink or to fighting COVID or whatever? Delta, give an example of what you did, which is what everyone can do, even if you have a little baby that doesn't even know what you're saying. Uh, well, I can't really cater for the baby case, but I will oh, tell yeah, you what I, I did can. yesterday. <laughs> Do you want to have a crack at it? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I might have an idea. I'll tell you in the end. But what I did yesterday was I, I had a scholarship seminar because I am uh, I am a scholar of a particular scholarship, and uh, it's with a major bank here in Australia. And so they were celebrating the new um, year of scholars. And usually what they do is they take them out to Barangaroo out in the city, go up to level 21 or something in the Westpac Towers, and we'll have a big party there for all the new uh, all the new scholars out at Westpac. All right. Um, and uh, if you want to know more about this, you can check it out on my Twitter. But uh, we had one big Zoom session. So we had one big video conference. Instead of going out and collecting all together, because that's illegal now, um, we had one big Zoom conference with about 200 people in it, which is pretty spectacular. And I got to talk about one point because they were asking, what are some stuff we can do while we're in lockdown to help out? Or what can we just do in general? And so I suggested, well, we can do, because I'm a part of what's called the young technologist stream of scholars. So I said, well, I'm going to put some technology into this. What you guys can do is you can contribute your volunteer computing power and uh, in order to try and cure the coronavirus. And so that got some attention within the ranks of Westpac. And they've sent out an email to all the scholars saying, hey, you can check out 
boink and you can check out and how you can cure the coronavirus. And that's exactly what I did yesterday. <laughs> See, all he did, he had this group of people, maybe they were babies, maybe they weren't. And he told them about Boink. And now, you know, the words, you tell one person, they tell one person, maybe the next person tells two people. Maybe one of those people doesn't tell anyone, but you still got three people going out. And then eventually one person will tell 50 people or how many did you say? 200 people? Yeah, it was 200 people I got to speak to at one time. Yep. You never know what will happen with your little butterfly wings when you flap them on the words of Boink. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, you're making this horrible. But anyway. um, Oh, come on. That was perfect. (laughs) It's not just um, when when you're speaking to people and telling them to run Boink or check out Boink. It's not just the, the... the rigor of going out and crunching the science and saying you did something. It's also about the learning process. And we've said this a whole bunch of times here already. It's not just the science that you're doing. You're also educating yourself. Um, it's it's self-education, self-satisfaction, it's self-drive, it's self-motivation. You can put this on your resume, as Jeringa keeps saying, if you're a programmer too, like much of us scholars out at Westpac, we, um, we are, lots of us are programmers and we can contribute to the Boink source code and we can put that on our resume. Um, and someone's just saying in the chat here, Zoom only allows 100 people. Not if you have a license. <laughs> we have, uh, because I, I'm at a university and also Westpac is a big business, they have a big license. So we can have more than 200 people in a Zoom call. <laughs> La di da. <laughs> yep. You, you are right, though. Uh, at some level, it is about just going out and saying, do you remember when we were talking about, um, oh, I forgot what, it was an early, early episode. And uh, I had mentioned that I had just gotten back from a FOSS conference, free and open source software conference. Uh, and no one there, one person there had known, had like when I said boink, they're like, oh yeah, boink. So, you know, boink, boink. <laughs> exactly. I fully encourage people <laughs> just to walk around saying the word boink. <laughs> and, just, and then wait for someone else like, to yell what out, the boink. Hell are you saying? <laughs> yeah. And then you get to explain to them what Boink is. So a lot of it is just getting the word out there, getting the name. And, you know, you happen to say it in front of a very relevant audience uh, due to a very relevant thing. Help fight coronavirus with your spare cycles. Like, okay. And you're saying it in front of people who most likely all understand what a spare cycle is. But if you say it in front of your grandma enough times, she's going to be like, hey, Sonny, what's this Boink thing you keep saying? <clears throat> I fully How many apologize. of them spare no. cycles have you got? <laughs> God, I pulled the Canadian one there. Jeez. <laughs> and then and then you get to explain it to someone who really doesn't understand what boink is so there, there's the two fields you get to explain it to it's really fun it's really interesting uh if you don't like doing that sort of stuff give it a shot anyway you know Just step out of your comfort zone see what it's like to explain uh something that you care about you are passionate about to someone else who has no idea what you're talking about the number one thing is don't get angry when they don't get it <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's about science. It's doing great stuff. There's no need to be angry about it. Uh, Jay Ringo, you did mention how we can teach Boink to babies, right? Oh, uh, I okay. did, I don't know how actually, but yeah, if you I have do, an idea. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. an idea. Okay, <clears throat> make a dream catcher. All right, but shape it like Boink, and on each of the arms of the Boink logo, you put boink and drop down either a planet or like some asteroid or something like that. Uh, a protein, a 3D printed protein, and then uh, what else can we put on that? We'll put a prime number on one end of it, uh, and we'll put an amicable number on the other end. Oh, <laughs> How about that? Like I'm on board, and then they'll just like program <laughs> it in their heads. Like, oh, dude, our kids are going to be so messed up. <laughs> no, they're going to be so smart. What are you talking about? 
Right, right, right. If we give them, if we give them boink dream catchers, we got we got to manufacture this. this is a business idea now. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm just gonna be walking. <laughs> oh my god! No, no. Nobody in the chat says <laughs> African, African rains. rains on one. <laughs> <laughs> so we will end on that note and we got a song for you to close out the show uh we're not going to do our normal intro we're going to end with that song so we hope you all enjoy it uh if you think of any other ideas on how you can spread the gospel of boink do come in let us know and we will share it with the the boink world through this wonderful podcast um again i apologize to delta for not having his project brief up yet He'll, it'll be up this week check it out it was what einstein at home yeah you better get it out <laughs> Sorry, man. Don't I'm watching you. <laughs> so take a look for that. Take a look for that. Keep an eye out for that uh, coming in the next week. And then next week, join us at 4 p.m. EST right here on the Boink Network Discord for another project brief going over the ins and outs of Rosetta at home, which we talked about a little bit tonight. And just to recap the projects, you can crunch if you want to work on COVID-19, our Rosetta at home, a TN grid, GPU grid, TAC, that's T-A-C-C, and soon-to-be World Community Grid with their Open Pandemic Project. Uh, and if you want to prioritize them, keep an eye out for the tutorial that will be coming up, coming out soon. The tutorial. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you all next week, next Friday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't stick your head in a microwave. Yep, see you later. <laughs> Your head's not a hot pocket. I tried not to spring up Hot Pockets so bad to this week. I wanted to. Every time you mention it, I'm like... All right, you can put that in the bloopers. <laughs> yeah, that's the blooper. Yeah.